This is edition number 1289 of the Wyndham and Attleborough Talking Newspaper for the 2nd of February 2024. Hello, I'm Mary and I'm pleased to welcome you to the latest edition of your news and information service. The editors are David and Tony, the sound technician is Richard and the administration was done by Chris. If you are listening by means of a memory stick, the latest edition of Just Talk will follow the news recording. If you are listening online, the recording can be found on the Chatterbox website, www.cbtn.org.uk. That's www.cbtn.org.uk. The items you'll hear have been taken from the Wyndham and Attleborough Mercury, Eastern Daily Press, Norwich Evening News, Dis Express, Wyndham Magazine, Heatherset Herald and the Fawnset Flyer. Your other readers are Annie and Judy and the first item will be read by Annie. A host of major changes are coming to the post office in Long Stratton. The post office, located inside the one stop in Swan Lane, is undergoing operational adjustments that will range from interior layout changes to extended opening hours. Previous concerns that the branch would be closing have been dismissed by a one-stop spokesman who said that banking, billing, postal and travel services will remain. As part of the changes, the post office counter will be moved closer to the till to make better use of the retail space and to ensure it remains efficient due to evolving customer needs. The office's opening hours will also be significantly extended once the conversion is completed in the spring. The new hours will be 8am until 8pm from Monday to Sunday, up from 9am to 5.30pm. There will also be five new fully trained post office roles upon opening. A one-stop spokesman said, We've made these changes to ensure we are becoming more efficient due to evolving customer needs. We know this will be very difficult for colleagues who are impacted and our priority is to support them through this process. We hope that many will choose to stay with us in alternative roles that we are creating. A man who sped through 100 mile per hour at 100 miles per hour through a 30 mile per hour zone during a police chase has served a prison sentence. Kieran Ford, aged 25, of Orchard Close in Attleborough, appeared at Norwich Crown Court after pleading guilty to dangerous driving and failing to stop for police at an earlier hearing. Police were called to the NDR near Rackheath on Sunday, the 9th of July. 2023, after receiving reports of several cars driving together in an antisocial manner. At around 10pm, officers' attention was drawn to the black Subaru Impresa being driven by Ford. He failed to stop for police and fled the scene towards Norwich, reaching speeds of 100 miles per hour in a 30 mile per hour zone, driving through red lights at 88 miles per hour, dangerously overtaking other cars driving on the wrong side of the road and driving the wrong way through a one-way street. Officers stopped following the vehicle due to safety concerns, but 
located him a short while later and arrested him at his home in the early hours of Monday, July the 10th. He was taken to Wyndham Police Station for questioning before being released on bail. Ford was charged on November the 23rd and on Monday he was handed a suspended 12-month sentence, a 12-month driving pan and an extended driving test, an 80-hour unpaid work requirement and a 15-day rehabilitation activity. Inspector Will Drummond of the Roads and Armed Policing Team said it is great to see results like this as we work to remove dangerous drivers from Norfolk's roads. Op Octane, our approach to vehicle-related antisocial behaviour, is proving to be an effective tool which produces impactful results such as this one. We will continue to tackle those who choose to put the lives of fellow road users at risk and disrupt their local communities. Norfolk Police has not shared which roads Ford used as he sped away, but has been asked for clarification. A woman who became unwell with flu while flying home from the Canary Islands died after accidentally overdosing on over-the-counter medicine, a court has heard. Nicola Price, 57, of Watton Road, Hingham, was travelling back from Tenerife when she began experiencing flu-like symptoms. On arriving home, she purchased some over-the-counter medication containing paracetamol, but her symptoms worsened. Her mother dialed 999 and she was taken to the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital where her condition deteriorated. She died on January the 5th. Her brother, William Price, gave a statement to Norfolk Coroner's Court ahead of the inquest opening on January the 12th. He said, Nicola had no idea at that point she had taken too much paracetamol. She wouldn't have looked at the warnings on the paracetamol and flu remedy packets. The main medical cause of death was given as multiple organ failure due to or because of an acute liver injury related to an accident, a dental paracetamol overdose. A full inquest to determine the official cause of death will take place later in the year. To pay tribute to a loved one, email norfolkobituaries at newsquest.co.uk and to read all obituaries and tributes, join the Facebook group Norfolk's Loved and Lost. A social enterprise that hosted pop-up events during the pandemic has put down roots in a Norfolk town with a new community venue. Clear Company CIC has opened that that little Norfolk shop and studio in the former Wyndham Abbey schoolroom building. It has brought together Clear Company's collective of artists and artisans under one roof and you can expect live music, workshops, well-being activities, street food and much more. The social enterprise team has put in weeks of work preparing the building with donated materials and labour from businesses including Quickstep, B&Q, Dulux and local designer and decorator Andrew Christian of Design and Decorate. The upper studio floor boasts stunning views of Wyndham Abbey and is equipped for live music, dining, workshops and well-being projects. The lower floor is adapted to be a shop during the day that can accommodate events in the evenings. 
Julie Briggs, founder director of Clear Company CIC, said, We are absolutely thrilled to have made our home in the heart of the community we originally established ourselves in. We have partnered with Wyndham Abbey, Wyndham Football Club and Ketts Park in recent years to create events that showcase Norfolk artists and producers. Opening our shop and studio in the shadow of the Abbey allows us to tailor events for community groups that unite people, skills and passions. It is a momentous development for us. The Sound Café is among the projects being launched this year and it will create a relaxed space for musicians, poets and comedians. Other highlights include cocktail making on the last Friday of every month in partnership with craftily bars and events and the Games Café will launch in the spring. Major work on the £47 million Long Stratton bypass will start within months after a contractor was picked to build the new road. Norfolk County Council revealed it has awarded the multi-million pound contract to construct the two-and-a-half-mile single-carriageway A140 bypass to Surrey-based Octavus Infrastructure Limited. Main construction of the single-carriageway road, which would extend east of Long Stratton, from a new junction at Church Lane to rejoin the existing A140 near Oakside Farm will start this spring. Graham Plant, the Council's Cabinet Member for Highways, Infrastructure and Transport, said this is another welcome milestone we've reached in this vital infrastructure project. The road will not only solve the transport issue caused by the bottleneck on the A140, which is a major local route, but also open up improvements for cycling and walking in and around the town. Once in place, the scheme will cut congestion, unlock economic growth and improve journey times across the county. The price tag of the road, which is linked to the construction of 1,800 homes on land nearby, has increased in recent years and the council is still waiting to see just how much the government will give towards its cost. The government announced in 2021 it would contribute £26.2 million only for the bill to subsequently rise from £37.4 million to £46.2 million and now to £46.9 million. The council lodged its full business case to the government last year and is waiting for confirmation of how much Whitehall will provide. The government is committed to funding at least 70% of the cost but County Hall leaders hope they can be persuaded to part with more which go alongside money from developer contributions and the community infrastructure tax uh, tax on development. Some preparatory work has already begun, but the main construction work is likely to start in April. Work is likely to last for 18 months, with the road open to traffic by the end of next year. The owners of a haberdashery shop that's been open for more than 50 years are looking for someone to take over the business. The Needlecroft on Town Green in Wyndham is up for sale after current owners Beth and Kate Banks-Jones announced they are planning to s- on stepping down. The mother and daughter team took over the shop in January 2020 and said that while it had been a dream come true running the historic business, it was time for a new adventure. Kate, who is set to retire once new owners are found, 
bought the shop after working as a sales assistant there for five years. She said the pair had always wanted to run a store together, so when the former owner asked if she would be interested in taking on the business, they jumped at the chance. Beth added, We both love sewing and I think we would have always regretted not giving it a go. Although the timing was challenging, with the duo moving into the shop just weeks before the COVID lockdown, she said the pandemic ended up giving the business an unexpected boost. The lockdown was obviously awful, but after that there was a massive boom in people taking up new crafts. We saw a lot of younger people wanting to learn skills like sewing and knitting, and luckily that never really dropped off. And while most other areas of retail struggle to compete with online shopping, Bess said the haberdashery falls into a unique niche which seems immune to changing trends. She said with things like fabric, people prefer to shop in person because you can't get a true feel for things like weight and colour online. They want to know what it's going to feel like and that's exactly what a place like this offers. A pub that recently closed is undergoing a major renovation as its owners search for a new landlord. The Robert Kett in Wyndham is owned by the Green King Pub Group and recently went back on the market after landlord Carl Burroughs departed. It is being renovated as one of Green King's Hive pubs, which offers a low-risk opportunity for potential landlords. As part of the renovation, the interior will be fully refurbished offering a single bar, a sports area with pool and darts, and a separate dining area. The garden will be covered with a new pergola, lighting and additional signage. Green King claims this will create a pub the whole community can enjoy, while focusing on sports and TV entertainment. There will also be live acts and events once open, and pub classics back on the menu. A spokesman for Green King said... It's early days at the moment, but we're on the lookout for a franchise operator to run the Robert Kett in partnership with us. Anyone with pub management experience keen to take the step up and run their own business with the full support of Green King should get in touch. A beloved children's soft toy play centre that closed unexpectedly last month will reopen under new owners with a new name. Hullabaloo's in Wyndham shut its doors suddenly in late December after its parent company, Alpha Leisure Services, went into liquidation. But the venue is preparing to reopen under enthusiastic new managers and will undergo a captivating transformation ahead of its grand unveiling as the Jolly Junction. Ali and Adrian Pettit will helm the new business, claiming their wealth of experience in children's care and education We'll see it continue to be a vibrant space for children to learn and play. As the Jolly Junction prepares to open its doors in early March, it will undergo a deep clean and a raft of yet-to-revealed improvements. Owners Ali and Adrian said it will be a place where laughter and learning come together to delight young taste buds and promote healthy choices. The Jolly Junction will introduce a tasty and healthy new menu. A school will finally be able to use its playing field fully after more than three years. Heatherset Woodside Primary and Nursery School has reached an agreement with Norfolk County Council 
which will see its unusable field levelled and reseeded. The surface has been uneven, filled with stones and unable to drain adequately since the school was completed and handed over in 2020. But now council chiefs have agreed to help fund and carry out works which will help bring it into full use. The school field has been in an unusable condition since 2020, said Woodside head teacher Louise Menwerig. I'm delighted that we finally have reached a satisfactory conclusion. The County Council said the cost of the project had not yet been confirmed. And a spokesman for the authority said it had become the Council's responsibility as some works have been undertaken as part of the contract for building the school. They added some of the issues relate to wider ground conditions in Heatherset, along with adverse weather conditions, so there are a number of factors causing the issue. I can confirm the school has been using the playing field and we are working closely with the school to improve the overall condition of the field. A major development that will increase the village's population by a third has been approved despite locals' pleas that it will add to the sewage and flooding woes they already face. Breckland Council members heard how neighbours in the small village of Bannham have faced repeated flooding incidents in the past six months and their concerns that the Anglian Water Pumping Station is struggling to cope. But despite these concerns, councillors chose to give the green light to J. Bunn Homes' proposal for a 43-home development on land off Kenning Hall Road with additional community office space. Norfolk County Council's flood experts, LLFA, and the Environment Agency, EA, have made no objections to the plans and are confident the mitigation measures proposed by the developers will not increase flood risk in the area. But villagers paint a different picture. At a recent planning meeting, Councillor Stephen Askew spoke on behalf of the Parish Council and local objectors, highlighting the problems faced in the area. It was reported that the Anglian Water Pumping Station repeatedly fails during heavy rain, suggesting the system is already struggling to cope. Events of biblical proportions you expect to see once in a lifetime are happening with worrying frequency, he told committee members. There is already a major problem in the village with insufficient sewage cap capacity. We need to ensure the developer and authorities work together to ensure this is improved. Despite the problems faced by locals, Anglian Water has said it is confident its system can cope with the additional homes. A number of councillors questioned how this was assessed and called for the water company to consider upgrades to the system. But officers reminded members that a decision on the proposal must be based on the statutory response from the likes of the EA and LLFA, who made no objections to the development. Consultants working for the developer said they believe the drainage systems they plan to build will improve the issue of surface water flooding in the area. The scheme was approved unanimously by councillors. Villagers have accused an academy trust of trying to shut off their children's route into one of Norfolk's most oversubscribed schools. Traditionally, children in the village of Mulbarton 
have gone on to attend nearby Heatherset Academy, which is run by the Inspiration Trust. However, councillors in the village fear that touted changes to admissions policies at the school will see the youngsters given practically no chance of attending the outstandingly rated school. The proposed changes, planned for September 2025, would see the new Cringlefoot Prep School added as a named feeder school for Heatherset, while Malbarton Primary would instead become a named feeder school for Hewitt Academy in Norwich. While the distance by road between the village and the schools is identical, parents have previously argued the rural setting of Heatherset is more similar to the village and should therefore be taken into account. It follows on from a summer when almost 40 Malbarton pupils missed out on place at Heatherset Academy after their parents had listed as their first choice. In a letter sent to the Trust, Liberal Democrat councillor Jim Webber and Ian Spratt and Bob McLennan have urged bosses to reconsider the move. They wrote, As you know, the geography of Norfolk already limits the choice of schools for children from Malbarton. The changes proposed by the Trust simply make a bad situation worse. We can readily understand why some view your admission procedures as disgraceful social engineering which doesn't seem aligned to your objectives and values. The Trust, however, has said the changes have not been finalised, although a final decision will be published no later than March the 15th. A spokeswoman said it is important to Inspiration Trust as admission authority that we will consider all factors when making admission arrangements. As such, we have invited people to comment on the proposed arrangements. The consultation period ran from November 20th until January 15th to give time for parents and other key stakeholders to consider and give their views. We would like to provide the reassurance that any responses received during the time frame will be reviewed by the Board of Trustees and used to inform the final admissions arrangements. Two teens have been found guilty of murdering an 18-year-old from Wyndham after a rivalry between two Norwich gangs ended in bloodshed in the centre of Ipswich. Raymond James Quigley was attacked in the town's busy shopping district in broad daylight following a food which had previously claimed the life of another teenager on the streets of Norwich. Alfie Hammett, 19, and Joshua Howell, 18, both of the Ipswich area, have been on tri- had been on trial since December the 11th, accused of the murder of Mr Quigley, 18, as well as possession of an offensive weapon. A jury at Ipswich Crown Court found them guilty of all charges on Friday, January the 26th. Andrew Jackson, prosecuting, had told the trial that Hammett was part of the Third Side Norwich gang, while Mr Quigley was part of the city's Only the Money gang. Howell was part of the IP3, or Nacton gang, in Ipswich, which is associated with the Third Side. Mr Quigley was in the Suffolk town visiting friends and the prosecution say Howell and Hammett were searching the town looking for him. Mr Jackson said the pair then confronted him on Westgate Street where Hammett attacked him as Howell wielded a machete to prevent the victim's friends from intervening. He said Howell chased one of those friends at knife point into a nearby branch of JD Sports allowing Hammett to kill Mr Quigley. 
The victim was stabbed four times in the torso before running into Cards Direct, where he bled to death. Mr Jackson had told the jury that the rivalry between Norfolk gangs had prompted the attack on January the 17th last year. He also linked the case to another notorious gang murder which, sh- which saw Joe Dix, 18, stabbed to death on the streets of Norwich exactly 12 months earlier. Like Hammett, Mr Dix was affiliated with the third side. Three members of Only the Money, the same gang as Mr Quigley, were convicted of his murder. During the police search of Hammett's bedroom after he was arrested, officers found a copy of the Order of Service for the memorial for Mr Dix. They also found a picture of Hammett showing him at Vale Green, a street in Mile Cross where Mr Dix was killed, and which has since become a memorial site for him. However, it was said in court that there was no evidence that Mr Quigley, Hammett or Howell were involved in the murder of Mr Dix. Hammett, who has links to Norwich, although he was living in Ipswich at the time of the murder, had not given evidence during the trial, but his defence disputed that he was the suspect seen fleeing from the scene in CCTV footage of the area. Howell had said he met with Hammett for a drug deal and had taken a blade with him for protection, but said he did not see the attack happen. The pair will be sentenced on March the 11th. Following his murder, Mr Quigley's mother, Margaret Oakes, paid tribute to him, describing him as a very loving, caring person. She said he'd been a keen fisherman and that she'd had fond memories of boating on the broads with him when he had been nicknamed Captain Quigley. He had enjoyed going to the gym, playing chess, running and cycling. Since his death, the family have campaigned for bleed kits to be installed in public areas to help save people who are seriously injured. An inspirational swimming coach and athlete died after becoming trapped under a vehicle after a crash while riding her bicycle, a court has heard. Jane Blackwell, 64, of Horseshoe Road in Heatherset, died last year while cycling on Newmarket Road after a collision with a red Renault Laguna on August the 20th. Tributes poured in for the retired local government officer following her death and a Just Giving page set up to fund Level 1 swimming qualification for teenagers in her honour raised more than £4,200. Mrs Blackwell's love of all aquatic things led her to become a swimming coach at several city clubs including as a junior coach for City of Norwich Swimming Club. An inquest into her death was opened by area coroner Samantha Goward at Norfolk Coroner's Court on January the 19th. Evidence given at the court, based at Norwich's County Hall, gave the medical cause of death as positional asphyxia due to being trapped under a vehicle following a road traffic collision. A further review by the coroner will take place in April. People in Norfolk have been warned to be on their guard against door-to-door scammers following a spate of incidents. The County Council's Trading Standards Department issued the warning after receiving reports of road traders in the Long Stratton area who were offering to sharpen machine tools and blades. It said of one incident, a business was approached by a smartly dressed young male who presented himself as very knowledgeable 
about this type of work and initially offered to sharpen a small number of blades free of charge to show the standard of his work. When the tools were returned by the young man, another man was there to pressure the business to agree to further work. Often there is no initial quote provided for the service and the price will increase dramatically upon return, making the business feel compelled to pay to get their items back. The department said never to deal with cold callers who arrive unannounced with offers of work or items for sale and that these traders may move on to other locations within Norfolk. They are believed to be using more than one small white van displaying non-UK number plates. A dog is hoping 2024 will be the year he finds his forever home after spending more than 400 days at the Dogs Trust Snetterton. Hoagie, a two-year-old German Shepherd Cross, arrived at the centre in November 2022 and after 419 days not yet found a new family. The staff at the Dogs Trust describe Hoagie as a lovely boy with a fun and bubbly personality. He loves to cuddle up with his favourite people and has an abundance of love to offer. Hoagie would love a home with a secure garden where he can play, plenty of fetch and would prefer a home with older teenagers and no other dogs. Kelly Smith, rehoming centre manager at Dogs Trust Snetterton, said, Hoagie's a lovely boy with a fun and bubbly personality. He loves fetching a ball and learning new things and splashing around in water. With the right match, Hoagie has the potential to be an excellent addition to the right home. After spending 419 days in our care, we really hope that 2024 is the year Hoagie finds his forever and loving home. A motorist stopped his car to launch a brutal attack on a passerby he thought had made comments towards his passenger, a court has heard. Dylan Berry, 39, was driving along the high street in Attleborough late at night when he pulled to a halt after one of his friends who was in the vehicle told him a man they had driven past had said something towards him. Norwich Crown Court heard Berry stopped in a side road before getting out of his car and knocking or tackling the victim to the ground before punching him and repeatedly kicking him. Peter Gare, prosecuting, said Berry, together with his friend, who has not been prosecuted, attacked the man who was headbutted, punched and kicked as part of an episode of sustained violence which lasted several minutes. He said both Berry and the victim walked away after the incident, which happened at about 11pm on October the 9th, 2022, close to the town's Sainsbury's store, as other members of the public walked past. Berry of Honeysuckle Way, Attleborough, appeared at court and admitted a fray. Judge Catherine Moore said Berry was immediately aggressive when he confronted the victim who suffered multiple strikes after being repeatedly punched and kicked by the defendant and his friend. Jailing Berry, who was tearful in the dock for six months, Judge Moore said, When such violence is unleashed on a helpless person on the floor, it's not good judgment that means serious injury is not suffered, it's luck. This could have been very different. Ian James, mitigating, said the incident was inexcusable and said it was shameful and disgraceful that it happened in a public place. 
He said the only consolation was both men walked away at the end of this and no serious injury was caused. Mr James said Berry was remorseful and thoroughly ashamed of himself. A beauty salon has been nominated for a top national award just two months after opening. Industry veteran Beth Webb, aged 41, launched Lux Beauty in Long Stratton in early November after dreaming of running her own business for 20 years. And just two months later, she has been named as a finalist for the Best New Salon category in this year's UK Hair and Beauty Awards. The awards are being held in Birmingham in June and are the largest industry awards in the country. Ms Webb said, since opening, I have amassed a client base of over 150 people. It's been a really successful first two months and I have loved meeting all my new clients who are eager to support local businesses. Lux Beauty specialises in gel, nails, massage, waxing, eyebrow treatments and has a walk-in tanning booth. Ms Webb has previously worked as a business manager for Benefit Cosmetics, Clarins Skin Spa, Neil's Yard Remedies, as well as a store manager for Oliver Bonus and beauty sales manager for Gerald's. On to community news from Fawnset. New Year's Day, Fawnset Village Walk. We were pleased to welcome so many people to the Village Hall on a lovely New Year's Day morning. More than 70 people, the most we've ever had for a New Year's Day, came to the Village Hall for soup, rolls, etc. Thanks to Sue and Pete for refreshments, to walkers along their way, which was most appreciated. Also, thanks to everyone who donated the soups, rolls, cakes, mint drinks, mince pies, etc. and to the servers on the day, not forgetting the washers up and clearers away, who are, also, who are also important at any event. The donation buckets raised nearly £200 for the Norfolk Food Banks. Heather said... A big thank you to the 22 brave souls who came out this morning to pick litter, 13 bags of litter collected. Huge thanks also to Tesco Express for disposing of the litter. We were made aware of some broken glass, so please be careful, especially if you have dogs or are with young children. Thank you all again, and it was so nice to see so many young children out and helping with the pick. Norfolk Library Service, reintroduction of overdue charges. Dear Library customer, we are contacting you to let you know that from Monday the 5th of February, the Library Service will be reintroducing overdue charges for items that are returned late. For overdue items borrowed on most adult cards, there will be a charge of 10p per item per day, up to the maximum of £4.90 per item. Children under 16, equal access, housebound, early years customers and reading groups are exempt from these charges. These changes are helping us to return to what was in place before the COVID pandemic. From Norfolk Knitters and Stitchers. Norfolk Knitters and Stitchers would like some help, please. We are looking for local outlets for the lovely items made by our members. We're sure that there are people who would benefit from some lovely warm items. If you know of, 
or are a volunteer for any local charity, care home, refuge, community hub, food banks, hospitals, etc., that would like or could use knitted, sewn or crocheted items, please let us know. We would like to know what you need and also amounts so that we do not overwhelm you, as our members just love to craft. From Barnum Broom and District WI... Thank you to Stuff and Folly for once again providing us with a very enjoyable afternoon of entertainment at our January meeting. We joined in on triangle, coconut shells, kazoos and paper bags for a rousing finale and followed this with afternoon tea for our members and entertainers to celebrate our 105th birthday. From Attleborough Royal British Legion, our beautiful new standard was dedicated during a service at St Mary's Church in Attleborough. It was an honour to see so many of the local community and branch members in attendance. Thanks to Reverend Matthew Jackson for officiating, Tyrone Power and Gareth Stevens for being the colour party, and Jamie Perkins for bearing the standard throughout the service. Also, our thanks to Paul Hampson for being our photographer for the evening and helping us document and remember this special event. We look forward to displaying the new standard at future events. From the Heatherset Panto team, we are absolutely thrilled and totally blown away to announce that we raised a staggering, record-smashing £6,000 in our bucket collection for Finbar's Force throughout our production of Jack and the Beanstalk 2024. With Tristan courageously sharing their family's story and how the charity was founded, this charity is a fantastic cause and one which is very close to all of our hearts, which makes this news even more special. We would like to say a huge thank you to our amazing audiences and community for their incredible support and generosity throughout our production. We are truly humbled. We had hoped to beat our best ever bucket collection and we've not only beaten it, but absolutely smashed it, made possible only by your incredible support. Your generosity is going to make a massive difference to the lives of so many people. The Wyndham Community Outreach Project requests for donations of blankets and warm clothing. Can you help? We have had a number of requests for blankets. Vulnerable families in our community are struggling to pay their utility bills, especially those who have to use oil central heating. Some have been forced to live without heating, others to limit their energy usage. We will only pass on clean, good quality blankets from non-smoking households. Working closely with local government services, we have also received requests for warm clothing for a number of families for all ages and sizes. It may be difficult to comprehend, but the warm clothing will be worn indoors. Any donations which must be in good repair and clean will be gratefully received. Please drop off to the Wyndham Community Outreach Team at the Abbey Hall, Church Street, Wyndham, on Friday between 2 and 3.30pm, Saturday 10am to 12pm or Monday 2pm to 3.30. The Pantry at Kenning Hall. We understand that many are feeling the pinch with the cost of living crisis and rise in energy prices. Often many can't afford to go out or attend events, which often means many feel isolated. 
All these events are free to attend in a warm space with free refreshments at our Mindfulness Café. If you don't fancy joining in, you'll still be very welcome. We've got some fantastic books, adult colouring and homemade cakes you're very welcome to enjoy. A warm, friendly atmosphere awakes you when you join us for a Friends of Poppy's afternoon. Meet new people, learn new skills, enjoy the food and drink, but best of all, you will be making a positive difference to the people we support. Meeting every Thursday, starting on Thursday the 8th of February, we will be learning the art of Zen Tangle. This is a wonderful combination of mindfulness and colouring with a difference. Or bring your own craft to occupy yourself whilst enjoying the company of others over tea and biscuits. Or just join us and become a friend of Poppy's. And now to our mailbag. Marilyn Aldous of Queen's Court, Attleborough says, don't moan about paying extra tax. Come on, if, if you can afford a second home in Chelsea-on-Sea, you aren't exactly strapped for cash and can easily afford the extra council tax. After all, the streetlights are still switched on and the roads swept, etc., whether you are in residence or not. Even if some of the poorer among them had to sell up, this would not create affordable housing for anyone starting out on the housing ladder. So pay up and look big, as we say. Peter Furman of Kenninghall Road, East Harling. What an appalling character assassination of Princess Anne from Mervyn Lambert in his letter of January the 24th. It seems he has a huge chip on his shoulder which does not sit well with normal folk. Princess Anne travels tens of thousands of miles each year doing an enormous amount of charity work and to describe her as arrogant living off the labour of us who work hard for a living is totally disingenuous and he should be ashamed of himself. Princess Anne brings a lot of pleasure to many people over the course of a year, and well done to her. Tim Bournet, Hargham Close, Old Buckingham. Fears over Trump being elected. I recently heard that former PM Boris Johnson looks forward to Donald Trump being elected as President of the US. Boris stated that Trump made a grave area error regarding the insurrection attempt at the Capitol Hill 2021. This was not an error, but an attempt through lies and no evidence to thwart the constitutional process so as to ensure a smooth transition of power under the Constitution. Worth remembering that just two days before Trump was elected as president-elect, he stated that the election was being stolen from him as polls put Hillary Clinton 4% ahead. Actually, on the poll day, Clinton was 2% ahead, but the Electoral College stated Trump had won. No moans about this from Trump. Interesting to note that the UK MI6 are undertaking contingency plans in the event of a Trump victory, which could lead to lessening NATO involvement. The UK must continue to uphold the parliamentary democracy, not direct democracy, the rule of law and elections to ensure representative democracy.
for your diary. In Attleborough, natural leaf printing with Rachel Birchall on the Thursday the 8th of February from 1pm to 3pm at Attleborough Town Hall, Queen's Square. Join Rachel for a relaxing, absorbing workshop exploring the inherent beauty of leaves using natural inks from foraged or discarded natural materials. A simple technique opens up a forest of possibilities. Creative Socials are monthly creative workshops for people aged 50 plus. Activities change month to month and range from dancing and music to arts and crafts and creative writing. A welcoming and inclusive group for anyone who wants to try something new, make new connections and have a cup of tea and a slice of cake. Free admission to book telephone 01953 713390. Craft clubs are held in St Mary's Church, Waterland every first Monday evening from 6.30 to 8.30. Attleborough is the third Wednesday of the month at the Lighthouse Centre, 1pm to 3pm, and Hingham every third Thursday in Abraham's Bar area, 10am to 1pm. Everyone is welcome. Wheelchair accessible in all three venues. Please email me on craftyowl stroke 2016 at outlook.com. Any questions and to book your place due to health issues, I will be look, looking at bringing back the craft clubs at the end of March. Kind regards, Aka, kind regards Emma Lipscomb, Aka Crafty Owl. And the warm space every Wednesday, 10am to 2pm at Wyndham Football Club, Kingshead Meadow. Stay warm. Bring your own games and crafts or simply chat. Free tea, coffee and hot chocolate. This project has been supported by a grant from South Norfolk Council's Warm Space Fund. On Heatherset Library, just a cuppa. Monday mornings, 10.30am to 11.45. For more information, speak to the library staff or telephone 01603 810 And at Wyndham White Hart, there's a quiz night on the second Sunday of each month. A 5.30pm start, maximum team of five. It's £2 per person, huge cash prizes to be won. And in Wyndham Library, just a cuppa. Come in for a free cuppa and a chat every Friday, 10.15am to 11.45. The country market is in the next door room from 10.30 to 12.30pm. Spring has sprung in Wyndham. Thoughts of spring have already sprung in Wyndham as the town looks forward to its very first Spring Arts Festival, the 20th of April to the 6th of May 2024. Time to begin with the first farmer's market after Easter on Saturday the 20th of April. The festival will run until Bank Holiday Monday the 6th of May when the Abbey is scheduled to have its famous duck race. Events and activities that are due to take place during that period, and a few more besides, are being collated by the festival coordinator, Tony Vale, to form a programme that will be published in the March 2024 edition of Wyndham Magazine and delivered to 8,000 homes in the town. 
Wyndham Magazine is the headline sponsor for Wyndham Spring Arts Festival 2024. Tony said, This will be a great opportunity to bring community groups and businesses together under a common theme. Some of the highlights are a special eco-event at Wyndham Baptist Church on the launch day and Wyndham Players' latest production in the following week, the 24th to 27th of April. Over the Maybank holiday weekend, the 3rd to the 6th of May, there will be a beer festival at Wyndham X Services Club with an arts and crafts event and an opportunity to meet the local authors in Central Hall on Saturday the 4th of May. This will be followed in the evening by a selection of original plays from playwriting group 4x4 at North Wyndham Community Centre to mark the 50th anniversary of the community venue. On Sunday the 5th of May there will be a concert by Status Quo tribute band Counterfeit Quo at Central Hall. Community groups and businesses would like who would like their event or activity included in the festival programme should send the details to Tony Vale via Tony at Valemail.uk. That's Tony at Vale V A L E M A I L dot UK no later than the 12th of February. Attleborough players present their pantomime, Alice Through the Looking Glass, at Connaught Hall in Attleborough. Saturday the 10th and Sunday the 11th of February, matinees at 2.30pm. Thursday the 15th, Friday the 16th and Saturday the 17th of February at 7.30pm with a matinee on the Saturday at 2.30pm. Ticket prices, adults are £10, those aged 15 or under, £6, with a family ticket for two adults and two children at £30. These are available via www.attleboroughplayers.co.uk That's www.attleboroughplayers.co.uk and in Fawnsett at the Diggers and Dibblers Gardening Club on Tuesday the 13th of February at 7.30pm at Fawnsett Village Hall, there will be a talk by Andy Agent entitled Japanese Gardens. If you're not already a member, it's only £10 to join and meetings are £1, which include free soft drinks and snacks and entry to a raffle each meeting to win a garden token. You can also buy wine at £1 a glass. In Hingham, a Valentine's pop-up market will be held on Sunday the 11th of February, 10am to 4pm at Hingham Sports Centre, where there will be plenty of stalls, street food and more for you to browse just in time for Valentine's with free entry. And in Wyndham, a toad he would a wooing go. An illustrated talk by John Heeser. With the first hint of spring, toads are driven to return to the pond of their birth and this brings them into conflict with modern life. We will learn about toad behaviour during the mating season and how we can help them to reproduce successfully. This will be held on Thursday the 8th of February 2024 from 7.30pm to 9.30pm. Admission is £3, Norfolk Wildlife Trust members is £2 and it will be held at the Town Green Centre, 
in Wyndham. A Valentine's dance at Attleborough Town Hall on February the 10th. Doors are open at 7.30pm with a live band and a disco by Phil Mail. Tickets £10 each from Tony Perkins Butchers and Cranks Cycles, Nibbles, Bars and a Raffle. And there's a ladies soup festival. Come together with friends, family and neighbours for an unforgettable soup festival filled with laughter, connection and mouth-watering dishes. £4 per person to try all the soups and take home a free recipe book to create at home. On Saturday the 10th of February 2024, 12pm to 2pm, the Lighthouse Centre, Harford Road, Attleborough, NR17 2HZ. To book, christcommunitychurch.co.uk, telephone 01953 452865 It's a Valentine's Fair on Saturday the 10th of February at Wyndham Central Hall NR18 OQB Event runs from 10am till 4pm Free entry to all 25 plus stalls Hot drinks, food, cakes and bakes Face painting and crafts for the kids take part in our charity raffle. Come and join us to spread some love and support within our community. And home from home at Wyndham Baptist Church, Queen Street, Wyndham, a space to come and meet others for social interaction. The second and fourth Thursday every month, 1.30 to 4.30pm, newspapers, board games, puzzles and craft. People to chat with in a friendly environment, Free refreshments provided. And finally, some more dad jokes. If you keep using your neighbour's herbs, you are living on borrowed time. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Because he was outstanding in his field. What musical instrument is found in the bathroom? A tuba toothpaste. We're coming to the end of this edition of Your Talking Newspaper. If you have any comments to make about this edition or queries about the service, or if you are having trouble returning wallets, please contact Georgette on 01953 605 434. That's 01953 605 434. You can also contact us and listen to news at www.watn.org.uk. That's www.watn.org.uk. A reminder that the latest edition of Just Talk follows this announcement. When you have finished listening, remove the memory stick from the machine and rotate it back into its protective cover. Place the memory stick and its key fob inside the wallet together with the address label and return them to us. Very best wishes from all of us at the Talking Newspaper. Please stay safe and keep well. 
The next edition will be recorded in two weeks' time on the 16th of February. So until then, goodbye from us all. Goodbye. Goodbye.